It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan. Welcome you to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan today here on the Fan 107.9. And first time for you on 105.9 ESPN. I was listening to it on the way in. I was listening to Paul Farmer and, and those Alabama fans oh, were crying man. and complaining. I was really enjoying it. <laughs> really enjoying it. Wow. <laughs> no, you're not that guy. Oh, yes, I am. Well, see, I'm that guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to text you and Tony and tell you that, you know, the usual, the SEC is undefeated in bowl games they care about text every year, you know. Right, that's, yeah, that's that's standard. How that works. Yeah. If they Only care, the one, Georgia, they cared about that yeah, one. They care about that one. Yeah, of course. Missouri, Ohio State, they cared about yeah, that one. Of course. You know, but Alabama, yeah. I mean, you know, we really care about that. We one. were down anyway this year, so, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't our year. That's all. LSU, they cared about that one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what's that? Who's that guy beat? Uh, um, Oh my gosh! I, I'm. I was gonna say, um, not Ole Miss. It was. I'm tip my tongue. Um, I know Tennessee won. Tennessee did win. Yeah, shout out of Iowa. It was another one who who. Uh, gosh, a dog. It got hammered on on New Year's Day. I think Maryland. I think Maryland was hammering them. Uh New Year's Day. Who I can't lost? Think, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, it was like it didn't matter though because they. You know, <laughs> it, it didn't count because you know they don't. They don't. They don't care. If they don't care. They, they don't care. Then they don't really yeah. you know show up. That's all right. Yeah. So it's always a win-win for them. Kentucky had a great bowl game. They did. They, they played well. Um, Missouri wins over Ohio State. It's culmination of a really good year, even though Ohio State was oh, down State was so bad. Yeah, well, they were down in so many people, kind of uh, like uh. kind of like Florida State. But 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 the the SEC kind of did. They showed out where they they felt like they they needed to. I mean, my gosh, Florida State showed up with a freshman team out there. Pretty much, well, they pretty much did. Jeez, yeah, geez. it's like a, watching a freshman versus a varsity football team. You know, I I hate I hate how that whole thing went down. Literally from mm-hmm. the Sunday of Selection Sunday until the loss to Georgia, that month, six weeks, whatever it was, has to be the worst in Florida State history. Yes, you get. Snubbed, you feel like, as a conference champion, an unbeaten conference Correct. champion. You go after your conference and basically say, look, this conference has no teeth. The committee ignored us because we're in this crappy conference. Uh-huh. What are our options for getting out of this conference? You get the bad PR because it looks like sour grapes the whole Correct. time you're doing that. Your guys start like crazy. Just saying I'm either portaling or NFL yep. or I'm just not playing. And then you get destroyed by Georgia. And so all the jokes of how the committee had it right to begin with and you guys should have never even been under consideration. I can't think of a school that's had a worse month than Florida State had. And, it, and it, to me, I looked at it the same way, but obviously, you know, if, if I'm Florida State's coach, I'm, I'm telling them, well, all the, you know, everything you guys tell us about the cliches of football of next man up, uh, continue to play, next man up mentality, you guys got to step up. And that's what they did. I mean, my gosh, what more do you want them to do? And just come out and admit it, what you really wanted was you wanted Alabama in. And yeah. so and you wanted, you wanted Texas it, well, in. You had, well, you had to put Texas in because then it's going to make you look really bad if you put Alabama in and not Texas in because Texas beat Alabama. True. So that's what you did right there. And just own it. Just own what you did. So you felt those guys going to bring in bigger ratings which obviously the Alabama Michigan game did bring in huge ratings. Yes, it did. But that's what it was. It wasn't about don't give me that the most deserving, most of the best. They did what they were supposed to do. They won their conference. What more do you want them to do? The moment when when he went down, when the quarterback went down for Florida State, they were already teasing it and ready to to try to escape to get uh, Alabama in if Alabama won. Apparently, the Dallas Cowboys were hopping right over us. Oh. There. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, this is the Dallas Cowboy channel, but we're not playing that right now, but we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's that's been my whole take on that whole situation is, is just be honest with it. Just be honest with everybody and just say it's a TV show. It's not really, you know, your four best teams. You, you, you want it, the teams who can bring in your biggest ratings. And does the committee not look like just geniuses? With they the- got two great football games in mm-hmm. the semifinals. 
one and two advanced to the championship, Correct. but three and four gave them last play games. Correct. Florida State obviously laid an egg with what they had. I mean, if I'm on the committee right now, as much abuse as you may have taken, I'm on, you know what? Well, I nailed that. I, I thought Alabama looked absolutely atrocious. I just thought Michigan just couldn't get it together. I mean, right. Michigan controls the game. But my gosh, you can't make a field goal, can't make an extra point. They control the game. I thought Alabama looked horrendous, matter of fact, offensively. That, that's the only thing I laughed about. I was just like, I don't have a dog in a fight. I was just more like, so you're upset because Florida State lost their quarterback and you thought they weren't going to play very good offensively? Right. What is this Alabama's bringing onto the table? The, the reality but, was, I think. But Michigan's just that good, though, too. Georgia was the better team that was left out. Well, yes, yes. Georgia, to me, Georgia uh, just, I mean, they just got beat at the wrong time by right. Alabama. They, Alabama they lost one game. Alabama beat them. You know, that's what, and that's what happened. And, you know, that's why I, I I was never in favor of a four team playoff. I always thought if you're gonna do it, go right to basically like twelve to sixteen teams. Okay. I mean, just why why are, why are you trying to exclude people? Just go twelve to sixteen. Teams. I never heard anybody in the NCAA tournament say, "Man, I sure hate we got sixty eight teams in this NCAA <laughs> tournament." Yeah, I, I, I mean, I never heard anybody say that. You know, you just you get you got the field set and let it go. Does always the best team win? No, obviously the best team doesn't win. But that's that's but you give everybody a fighting chance. But you know, we've gone through this in. NCAA basketball. Yes. We've gone through this in UIL sports Correct. where it was you were either a district champion or you weren't in, mm-hmm. and then it was two, and then it was three, and now we're at four. The NCAA had 32, and then we bolded up 64. to 64. But I actually jumped, I think, it was like 48. 48. Yeah, and then 64. Yeah, because everybody got, you know, <laughs> whoever it was, 16 of them got a buy. Correct. And then you went to 64, and then we're at 68. We keep on figuring out Major League Baseball. You you only had one out of each league, the American National Correct. League, I remember, the World I, Series. I, I remember as a kid when was, you win, you went straight to the, the uh, league championship series. Yeah. So was, yeah. And then we expanded to mm-hmm. that, and now we've expanded it to what do we have seven or eight teams in the NFL playoffs. Well, if we used to have four, now we've got seven there. More games, more money. <laughs> so I don't begrudge college football for coming slow to the table. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you. It may not have been the best system because we always argued about who was one and two and oh. which school got screwed out of it. Please say BCS. Well, whatever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the BCS. I, I well, even before BCS, it you know we but yes, BCS is ultimately where it went. Yeah. Where we had a committee or we had a formula or we had a computer and they said these are the best two and we got a championship game at the end and somebody would be unhappy because Great. there was always going to be more than two unbeaten teams or two one loss teams and it made for a big argument and there were lots of teams that had a complaint. We doubled it up, but it still didn't get rid of the complaint part of this. Well, people are going to complain regardless. We're going to go to twelve and thirteen's going to be mad. Yeah, that's that's life. That's I, I don't have a problem with going to four. I. I think eight would have been a better solution. Correct. I'm not. I'm not crazy about twelve. I'll be honest with you. If you're, if we're now down to having four conferences, then I got four conference champions in no matter what, and four at larges, whether they're the next four rated or however you want to do it, are in no matter what. I, I don't have a problem with that. Correct. But I get having twelve means. Now we've got the Big Ten that's added the powers from the West. Yeah. We've got the SEC that have added Texas and Oklahoma. We want, we're going to have at least three and maybe four out of each of those two conferences. you probably have five from the SEC and four from Big Ten and everybody else. Well, you'll, you'll get ACC is going to get one <laughs> and Big 12 is going to get one and Notre Dame is going to get one. That's three. So you could, and, and there's supposed to be some mechanism in there where a non-Power 5 or Power 4 conference – is gonna the highest finisher is gonna get in. Oh, yeah, they worked that for Liberty well too, didn't they? Oh God. <laughs> I, I really I felt bad for Liberty. That was a total they, mismatch. They weren't ready for what happened to them. But see, they to, got destroyed. But see, to me, that's where the committee was being petty because if if you felt that low about Florida State, then why didn't you match Florida State with Liberty? Because you're trying to prove a point. You wanted yeah. both of the, you wanted both of those guys to get smacked. Well, they did, and, and and they did. They got smacked hard. That's when that's what you wanted, and and I, I you you had to figure. I I already knew that Florida State guys was going to opt out. I just knew they were. I mean, sure, why wouldn't play? You? And so 
them matching up with Georgia, I'm like, that's that's that is just gonna be a beat down. Yeah. I literally clicked on it once and saw it was forty two I was like, Nope, and yeah. turned the channel again. It's <laughs> like not even wasting I, my time. I can't watch animals yeah. die yeah. in the road yeah, like that. Getting slaughtered. I was like, not even dealing with this one today. But Oregon had a legitimate chance. If they only had not had to be in conference with Washington, yeah. Oregon legitimately was oh, they were good. a top eight team that should have been in the uh, an eight team playoff. Correct. And Correct. so Liberty got handed Horrible matchup oh, gosh, of a see. you know, and as you said, some schools, some conferences come at it of we we don't care if yes. we're not in the four. We Ohio State lost pieces, but Ohio State recruits well enough. Correct, it shouldn't matter against Missouri. Yeah, I, I really think they're poorly coached, but that's a whole well, another story for another t- topic. <laughs> I, I agree, but I also think somewhere in there, here's this is one of those moments for Ohio State. It's pivot time. Oh, for Ohio yeah. oh yes, it is. What's about to come into their conference and how Michigan has ascended now to the championship. Last year they got the semis. Mm-hmm. This year they're in the championship. Ohio State hadn't beaten them for three straight years now. If, if this is the direction of Ohio State, Day's got this next year, and you'll be looking for a job. Oh, for sure. They, they, the first thing they better hope Jim Harbaugh takes that takes an NFL job, like the Chargers job. That's what that's what they better hope. Uh, and that's the rumor right now. If you're Harbaugh, do you take that job? Probably. Really? I I I, I don't want to keep going. Have to go in in in, in recruiting kids, and they switch their mind and change their mind half the year. I can get guys on NFL contracts, and and let's roll. You're there locked yeah. until you decide you don't want them anymore. Correct. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna be begging and pleading for you to come to my school when I can just say hey, you're free agent. I get grown. Like Keyshawn Johnson always say, hey, I like to coach guys with, uh, with baby seats in the back seat, car seats right. in the back seat. Right. They got families to take care that's of. Right. So, it's serious know, for that. That's what I want to deal with. I'm not trying to deal with the kids. And I'm com- I'm getting a commitment from a man. Correct. I'm not getting a commitment from yeah. a young man, from now, a kid. Some people be different. I'm just saying if that was me, I would go coach the pros. But that's just me. He's had success in the NFL. I mean, if it's, if it's a Chargers – um, obviously, they, they got to fix some things, but you got the foundation there ready to go. If they can just stay right. from not getting hurt, I mean, you get to live in LA. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good gig right there. But if you're not an LA guy, it's not. You know, there's well, some guys that aren't big city guys. Well, Harbor's Ann Arbor's not big city. He's a weird guy. I mean, he did live in San Francisco. He, I know. But that's a that's a different guy. I which know. I mean, if you know, if you listen to the show, I, I've been saying I'm a Harbor guy the whole right, time. Right. So. You know, if he goes to the Chargers, I guess I'll be rooting for the Chargers. So for Ohio State, one, Harbaugh needs to go away. Correct. Two. Two, to be honest, which, I, again, I've never been impressed with, with, with they anyway. They were just so loaded. You know, it was it was one of those things where if you get there, don't screw it up for about three or four years right. and you can't tell what you've done. But now that he's been there for three or four years, now you've got the recruiting cycles going through. Are you developing the talent? What are you doing? And it's clearly they're not developing the talent and they can't retain the talent. So – you can say one thing about Urban Meyer. That dude can, that dude oh. can get some players. And and he can develop them. Correct. He makes them Holy NFL crap. ready. Oh, yeah, he, in Utah, oh, and right. just in Florida. People don't, no, hey, no. just Florida. Nope. <laughs> Utah, Bowling Green. Hey, I'm not saying guy's the best person in the world. No, he's not. The guy clearly can coach. Right. Which is what, as a university, I'm looking for hey, that. Man. In this competitive world, being Ohio State and, and being as good as they have been – and you cannot get past that one, then I need to make a change and I got to get past that one. Oh. Because my whole thing now is I got to be the best team in this conference. I got to get in those big money games. That's what I'm investing all this for. And if you constantly tell me, doesn't matter if I'm in Columbus or if I'm in Ann Arbor, Harbaugh's better than I am, then I got to find somebody that's better than Harbaugh is. Or oh, another school that's in the same conference as Penn State. And I like James uh, Franklin, but my gosh, it, it, he's. I'm surprised, you know, again, I don't ever condone Coach getting fired, but I'm surprised um, he hasn't started catching more heat because they they roll guys until they play two teams, Michigan and Ohio State, State and they right. just they can't beat those guys. And, and you're getting top ten classes, and it's like, man, at some point you got to beat those guys, you know, or, you know. Don't you see that's Oklahoma's fate? Yes. Don't you think that's Oklahoma's fate? Oklahoma's going to be one of those teams that's going to roll the bad teams in the SEC – and will not be able to get past the Alabamas, the LSUs, Oklahoma, the Georgias. Oklahoma's going to be A&M, but just a little bit better. Yeah, That's how I look at those guys. we got to take a break. <laughs> About 15 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Coming at you live on the Fan 107.9 and on ESPN 105.9. Quick break. We're coming right back. You stick around.
I'm Dr. Miller, a dentist and a volunteer for Dental Lifeline Network. DLN is a nonprofit that has helped me literally change the lives of people in my community through the Donated Dental Services Program. DLN asks dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need each year. If you're a dentist or know a dentist, please share this information. Like me, they can make a real difference in someone's life. DLN makes it easy. Go to willyouseeone.org to learn more. That's willyouseeone.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Day one, the hardest day. The day you hear. This is a type of blood cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn more and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My Grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my Grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my Grandpa Lou, and the memories of my Grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ag Council. This is Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack, presented by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing, on 107.9 The Fan. Welcome back. 19 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, and Dwight McCowan. We're on the fan 107.9, and we welcome the folks on 105.9 ESPN. Again, a reminder on the rewind. You get to uh, hear what you missed the next morning, but you can only do it on the fan. The rewind's not happening on ESPN. So just make sure if you're like, oh, I want to go back and I missed that first segment, you can go back and listen to it tomorrow morning, but only on 107.9. Just saying. Couple of local notes. Number one, congratulations, Jared Boston. Win number four hundred. Oh wow, that's impressive. Either you're really old and been coaching a really long time, or you've had really good success. And I'm going to go with a little of both. It's got to be a little bit of both. He's, he's had a lot of success. He's done such an outstanding job. And I'm never going to, you know, not give him a little bit of a hard time about, you know, being old. I will say this about Jared. I, I did not contribute to any of those 400 wins. Yay. Shout out to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations, Coach. That's a, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, like you said, it means you've been in it for a while, but that means you've been consistently winning, too. No so kidding. That's, that's, that's really big. Yeah. You know, those wins are hard to come by. Man, you got to appreciate them when you get them. You're not kidding. He's had some He's had some really good talent. Obviously, kids like Damon Collins have gone through there, but th- th- you don't have that every year. You're no. winning on years. You don't have a six eight division one kind of guy, and and that's impressive. 
Now, when you have those, you better rack up by 30 wins with them, though. That's right. That's, uh, you can clean up a little bit. That, that's right. Your, your number increases a lot faster <laughs> oh, when you get some six eights out there. Absolutely, especially in 3A ball. Yeah, oh, no kidding. Yeah, ask Sam down in Longview. Add some six, seven, six, eights, and I just experienced that Tuesday night. I don't want to think about it right now. Two of them down there. <laughs> number two, uh, a congratulations. Liberty Ilo finally sealed the deal on superintendent. Jeff Wright gets that job permanently. It's been a minute before they finally got that nailed down and got it done, but they got it done right. And now things like an open athletic director, head football coach position are the next thing they're going to get handled up on uh, sooner rather than later, we expect. But uh, that that was, in my mind, that was an easy get to fixing – Top end administration yes. by making Jeff the permanent superintendent. They have done that, and uh, now as they start hitting reset on some things, Great. you can move on. And you've got a superintendent who's sitting in place who's going to help to make a decision about the athletic director and head coach. You know, also, you know, obviously, I know Jeff a little bit personally, coaching his son uh, for four years at Pleasant Grove. But you you bring in a superintendent who is actually a former coach. And man, that's a that's a heaven sent if you're a coach right there. That's that's really big because obviously he's been in your shoes and so he can relate to things that you're dealing with and that can help you out. And and he's gonna I ain't gonna say he's gonna always side with you, but but man, it sure helps to have a coach in your corner who's been where you at. And so that's really big for the, for the, for Liberal Independent School District. You know, it's a t- it's a tough hire sometimes. You want a guy that's open to all of. Your Correct. district, not just your athletic department, not just your fine arts department, yes. not just your academic, although you are there for academics, number one, not just the business part of running a school district. It's all of those things. You really, you know, you love to have a guy that's gung-ho about athletics, Correct. but then doesn't care about band. Or, Correct. I think Jeff hits all the all the boxes He hits on all this. of them, man. And I'll say this, um, obviously I worked with a few over at Pleasant Grove. Mr. Perto was a good one. But uh, Dr. Smith really stands out to me when I was there. He wasn't an athletic guy per se, but, man, that guy, it's like he touched everything around there. He, right. was, he was with fine arts. He was with band. We would have those uh, we had those, uh, those uh, academic nights. And so I thought, man, he's just a well-rounded guy. And I thought I think that really springboard the, the district to me, honestly. Um, before the state championships, he helped springboard that district um, to the next stratosphere where they're at right now. And so – it's always good to get those guys right there, but obviously the coach in me is like, hey, man, I'd love to get me a guy like right. Jeff Wright. That oh, was, no question. coach as well. Though, no so. question. <laughs> because he's got the most important hire for Correct. him right out of the gate. Correct. They're going to have to pin down who's going to be the guy running this next, mm-hmm. and this is an important hire. This is a hire that is going to inherit a 3A school. Correct. That's going to have a chance to be able to at least settle in. You're not fighting up in weight class now. You're going to be the biggest 3A basically in the state. And and you've got some expectations about how well you should do. So this one matters a great deal. So there's going to be a lot of interest in the the job, yes. the, the finally mm-hmm. saying this is who we've got. I know they started interviews already and they're in a place where uh, soon they should be getting a decision out of who's going to be the AD and head coach, and that's good. Obviously, you'd be very interested who who gets the position, and then you see what district they land in, and and you want to make sure that they hopefully they're not in the same region with Malakoff. Uh, those guys are a juggernaut right now, and um, but the three A landscape again, it's it's for people out there. If you think they're dropping down, they're going to just go dominate. It's, that's it's not how it's it works. Not how it's going to work, nope. man. It's just hey, man, they're, they're still going to be in tough sled. Now you know they they're a, a more of a uh, competitive playing field. Uh, with the numbers wise, but it's, it is it doesn't get that much easier um, no. for those guys, and so they got the work cut out for them. Obviously, they got the players to do it. Whoever the uh, coach that comes in has got his hands full, but you know they get their community behind them. It's, I remember when I first moved here almost ten years ago, man. They were those guys was rolling pretty good, and they was playing Argyle toe to toe at AT and T. And I remember we went and watched those guys practice at the indoor, and it was like, my gosh, those guys just got dudes on type of dudes over there, and so right. they could get back to there. They just won't have those same depth of numbers. Well, so I'd be excited to see what they That's why I say this hire matters a great deal. Correct. This, this hire matters about keeping folks in the district, yes. not having kids moving out. Yes. Uh, and, and so we, we're certainly intrigued, and we'll keep an eye on where this goes. Number three, we uh, knew the other day Xavier Benson had made his decision. He is going to forego he did. the last year of college and, and make himself eligible for the NFL. Uh, we have a second guy in town who's done that as well, the Jordan Mask. 
from uh, Arkansas High, mm-hmm. who's also said, I'm going NFL as well. So we've got a couple of guys who are going to start the process now early in January to try to get themselves ready for their name to be called in April when the draft happens. Yes. And speaking of Xavier, obviously, I, you know, I'm always in contact with some of my former players and I reached out to them and, you know, told them congratulations and we're praying for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I always try to tell kids, and it's just a quick little story about Xavier. You know, I was coaching him and he, he made the game ceiling interception to win yeah. our first championship. Yes. He's, a, he's an unbelievable athlete. And I remember when he was going to Texas Tech and Texas Tech did not want him to play basketball. And, and Coach Gibson called Texas Tech and said, Oh, he's going to play basketball if that's what he wants to do. And, right. and he comes out and he's the district MVP that year. And uh, my whole point of the story is kids, you, you know, you don't have to specialize in one thing. And uh, Xavier was, you know, obviously a phenomenal athlete. And he, in matter of fact, we were talking about Damian Collins. That was probably one of the best dunks of the year. Xavier drove baseline and just posterized, you know, six, seven freshmen at the time, Damian Collins. Right. And that's a pretty good, cool story to have. And this shows the hard work that Xavier put in, and I'm so proud of him. We're happy for him and, and looking forward to the next chapter for him. He has you're, – you're right, the, uh, the, the game-clinching score in the first state championship game. He had a couple of big catches. Oh, huge catches. tight end yes. as well yes. in that yes. game. Huge, we, huge. we tend to forget about that part of that game, that he was playing tight end as well as playing Absolutely. linebacker and, and uh, had an outstanding game. But it's disappointing to hear – and I know we got tech fans who listen to this show quite a bit yeah. – to hear that – Tech kind of tried to slam the door on. We only want him focusing on this. Correct. Yeah, we've gotten so. And you mentioned specialized. We've gotten so specialized. This is pre nil money. Yes. A kid, you're only in high school once. Well, this is it. This is your senior year in high school. You want to play basketball. You're an integral part of a good team. And for your college to say, we don't want you doing that? Correct. Well, you don't own me yet. No. I'm not there until I graduate from high school. I signed a letter of intent, but that letter didn't say I can't play basketball. You knew I played basketball my junior year. Correct. You you recruited me anyway. So to hear colleges say, we only want you doing this thing now that you've committed to coming to us, I get it if you don't want them bungee jumping. I get yeah. that. I get him if you don't want him. But, you don't want him motorcycle racing. But he's competing. But he's competing, yes. and it's something he had done, and you knew before you Correct. signed him, and then to come back and say, "Nah, we'd rather you didn't do that." I, I just don't get it. And you would think I would want to recruit multi-sport talented kids. Thank I you. I mean, who are competitive. So that flash forward two years later, we got Marcus Burris, who was first team all district basketball player, and he's getting recruited. A and M is is looking there, and they come down to D line. Coach comes down and. That night, he just happens to go off and has like 32 points and like 14 rebounds. And I remember as we walking off, and the big coach, I think it's Coach Price's name, was like basically like, all right, you're offered. Offered him right there <laughs> on spot. Not on the football field. He was, no. And if you got to think that year, he was the MVP of the state championship game. They still hadn't offered him nothing like that. Come watch him put up 30, 32 points and 16, 15 rebounds, whatever it was. Offered him right there on the spot in the gym. Right. And so, because he's a multi-sport talent. He's athletic. He's quick. He's shown that explosiveness. Good feet. There, everything. I'm like, there it is right yep. there. And so I tell that story to a lot of kids because obviously I coach football and basketball, but I was always the type of coach where if you want to play, go play it. It's not. It's your life, not That's my right. life. Hey, have fun. I'm not upset. Just don't get hurt. Were but, you in contact with him this year? <laughs> I'm in contact with all all of my all of them. So yes. he's in Indiana now. He's he? in Indiana. How yes. was this year for him? I, we haven't a chance to talk. You about know, him. he walks. Uh, when you talk with him, you know, he gives you a little bit here and there. But he won't tell you much. Yeah, I kept messing with him by being cold up there, and he just laughed. But I, you know, watched <laughs> him play, and he was uh, he started. He's playing yeah, well, and yeah. um, he's gotten a lot bigger. Got his hair longer, and uh, looking pretty good up there, though. Well, just something stay warm, and and you wonder if, and I don't know what his size looks like now. Oh, he looks every bit of oh, of of two ninety to me. I mean, he's, he's, he's but but it's 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 muscled up though. Yeah, how, how is that not potential NFL caliber kid? We, we saw Jason Peters, who played uh, small. Yeah, I played Jason Peters in basketball. Who, who played who played small <laughs> in high school yeah. and small in in Arkansas until finally the decision was made. This guy's an offensive lineman, Correct. not a tight end. And now, you know, what's he forty one, forty two, was still playing this Correct. past year. Uh, I wonder if if Marcus has that same. Not I'm not looking at Jason Peters and Marcus Burris on the same you know comparison, but there but there's certainly some issues or some some interest there about can a guy like that who's kind of moved from the defensive side to the offensive side 
He hasn't really had a, a lot of time developing at that place, at that position. Is he now able maybe to look at? Well, he's on a, he's on a D line. He was on a D line, and he, oh, he played D line. Yeah, he's on a D line. I heard he was moving O line. Oh, okay. He's on a D line. I always, I always, knows where I've always felt that he would have been a great offensive tackle yeah. because yeah, his yeah. feet were so fantastic and hands. But no, he was a D lineman, and uh, he was getting after it though, man. He looked. Good. I watched him play when they played uh, Ohio State. Watched the Illinois game. Yeah. I watched about six, seven of his games, and I would flip over. I obviously watched Oklahoma State with Xavier and Nick. Uh, and so you watch oh, those yeah. guys, and so it was always pretty fun to watch. But I, I've I've tried to uh, keep contact with all of them here and there, and just see how they're doing, and just you know reach out and just well, give them good luck. Maybe you want to go to offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> maybe with money, you more play money. left tackle. You can, you can write you your check. You can make some money. That's right. <laughs> Especially those good feet, Marcus has. Exactly. All right, I tell you what, we're gonna take a break. It's about uh, twenty nine minutes till top of the hour. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. We're on the fan 1079. We're also on ESPN 1059. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Segment three next. was a pretty good year, especially for listeners who won prizes from us. Like that new pellet grill last spring or the Honda ATV in the fall. We gave away thousands of dollars in cash throughout the year and more gift cards, concert tickets, and Magic Springs passes than we can begin to count. And if you think we're slowing down, well, you're wrong. Out with the old, in with the new. After we clean up the New Year's confetti, we'll tell you how to win dough from us in 2024. Thanks for listening and Happy New Year. 107.9 The Fan. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Hi, I'm Morgan Fairchild, and I am a lifetime lover of animals. I've rescued every pet I've ever had, so I know firsthand that when you adopt a shelter pet and make them a member of your family, it not only enriches you and your family's lives, but that of your pet's life as well. The champions at American Humane have been helping animals for more than 140 years. Whether certifying the humane treatment of farm animals, rescuing animals caught in disasters, ensuring the safety of animal stars on screen, or protecting our planet's endangered species, they go above and beyond to further their mission and make the world a kinder place for animals. Please consider adopting a shelter pet and supporting American Humane. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. 1079 The Fan, weather forecast for the four states. Look for a 60% probability of showers overnight, otherwise cloudy, low of 34. 100% probability of showers before noon tomorrow with a high of 45. Cloudy tomorrow night, low of 34. Listen anytime on your computer or smart device through our website or with the Texarkana Media Center app from the Google Play or App Store. Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan is presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing.
Uh, 25 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, last show of this week. We'll be back again on Monday. Kevin Carpenter uh, hanging back out on Monday. And uh, we will have Monday at 530, uh, Ty Taylor, who is the former Pleasant Grove uh, defensive line coach and co-defensive coordinator, who is the uh, now head coach at uh, Jefferson High School. Uh, getting a chance to be the head man for the first time, and so excited to get Ty on the program. We've actually had him on before, talking about his uh, um, was not blog, whatever it is that he has. Uh, yeah, his, oh, his um, his show he does. Yeah, keep podcast. Your pants. Yeah, yeah, podcast. podcast. Hello, oh, I'm an old pants. man. Keep your pants down. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's an outstanding program. I don't know if he's going to keep doing it or not, but. He's going to have a little bit more responsibility to deal with now as a probably a little tougher head coach and AD. But we uh, we're looking forward to that on uh, on Monday. I wanted to get your take on this. You're a high school coach and have been for years. This came across yesterday. I made sure I saved this thing. We know about the transfer portal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, obviously, we're we're talking kids moving school to school Great. all over the place. This hit me on a social media post yesterday up in Arkansas. Razorbacks are looking at a kid named uh, Quentin Murphy. Okay. Who has been at uh, at Robinson up okay. in Little Rock. We played that when I was at PG. Gotcha. Okay. He put his social media post out yesterday, and I almost spit up my, uh, my drink while I'm reading this. Uh-huh. He's thanking his parents, and he's thanking his school, and his coaches, and his teammates, and his teachers, as he's made his announcement that he'll be transferring to Little Rock Parkview. <laughs> Are you oh kidding me? First of all, they, they clearly don't have a UIL there. No, they just, do not. Like, if he's just posting that out loud like <laughs> they that. They do not. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yes, I mean I can. I, I, I can. And you know, I joke uh, earlier with some younger coaches. I was like, man, I, it's time for me to start phasing out of here because the th- this thing is starting to change. Because th- this is the next generation of kids, right? And it's not a it's not an old man get off my lawn, but it's a it's a look at me it's a look at me mentality of hey, you know, I'm taking my talents to this place. But you know, I say that you even got a bunch of younger coaches, who, you know, these 22 year old coaches who. And I tell them all the time when they, they like to post on social media when they win these games and right. hey, great game, we played this well coach team. And my thing is always if you're gonna post when you win, post when you lose. Sure. Well, I don't want to post when I lose. Well, of course you don't. <laughs> you don't post at all. You know, so go back to that. That's the same thing right there with that young man. It's just that's just a look at me attitude, you know. I don't think it's gonna turn recruiters off because oh, that's no. that's just the landscape now. Yeah. That's what you have to deal with. I'm just more intrigued with is it triple A in Arkansas? Like yes. hey, so you know, are we gonna what's the rules here on that? That's well, what I wanna know. Is it because it's it's Little Rock in the city, so they can probably transfer it into schools? I don't know what the the rules are there. Yeah, the the I's dotting and T's crossing are in, in Little Rock. We had Coach Outlaw here two weeks ago who had talked about Arkansas high school players can now start collecting NIL money. If they've oh, committed wow. to state universities, then they're allowed to to continue they are allowed to for the first time get paid NIL money while in high school as long as they've committed to a state college. You talk about man. Oh, I know. I, Pandora's I, I, box. I thought the oh, same my. thing. And, and 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 Coach Outlaw made the argument. Obviously, if you got a good locker room and you've done a good job, and everybody cares about each other, and I mean, I agree with what he said. Yes, ninety percent. I don't agree for the one ten percent. Like, wait a minute. If, now, the, if the fans could see my eyes right now, I'm like, <laughs> well, they can yeesh. on Facebook. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, saying all that, Coach at Bryant. Left and took a job at another another high school last year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. We, we, I was they played Longview, Longview. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah, and and came down there and they had a, an amazing winning streak going. Mm-hmm. And Longview ended the winning streak on a touchdown win down in Longview. But a really good performance by a six uh, A or seven A team, and I think they were six A at the time uh, up in Arkansas. But he took his bat and ball and, and moved up the state to another school. And so if I'm listening to this from both sides of the coin, I'm thinking, why are you upset about kids at the side, hey, I'm moving from school A to school B, when Coach just said, I'm moving from school A to school B, a place where he had won state championships. He wasn't going to college. Correct. He wasn't going up a classification. to the. 
He was just moving from A to B. Yes. Mom, I, I, I never have an issue if a kid wants to transfer it. So if you're not happy here, hey, man, yeah. I'm not stopping you. I, I won't block you. Whatever makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, I've already had my time. And so whatever the case may be, it, it could be you don't like little Johnny on the team. Right. Hey, man, if you're not happy and I don't want you to be unhappy, and then you're going to poison the rest of my locker room. Sure. So, hey, good luck to you. If you do well there, it's no hard Great. feelings. Great. Fantastic. So, I'm I'm probably in the minority on that. I I know coaches who are like, nope, I'm blocking them. Yeah, you know because I want to set a precedent that you can't just transfer and leave. But again, I, I'm one of the type. Of, but they're, they're going to still recruit them. Um, like I said, I don't want to sign the old guy on the on the hill, <laughs> get off my lawn type of dude. It's not but, my but it's you, not my cup of tea. But hey, but you listen, know it's, it's, just, not, it's landscape. It's not easy to not sound like the old man get off my grass because it's changing so fast. Oh, it's, it's crazy. That somewhere in there, if you haven't had time to process it, you're like, no, wait a minute. I'm not so sure I like that. I don't think that's how it's intended, whether it's NIL or it's transferring or it's yes. – it, it all feels like it's happening so quickly. I need a little time for it to soak in Great. before I can say, you know, I'm okay with that because I've thought it through a little bit and here's – but when you start just hearing it cold, and this is this guy's going here, and this guy, and a high school kid say, hey, "I'm announcing my transfer from," it, yeah, it feels like it's we're at warp speed all of a sudden. I mean, and, and they transfer all the time in the metro place, but you ain't. I'm not. I'm not seeing it on social media. I mean, you you see it like where did that kid come from, right? You know, but it's not like it's not on social media now. They are there. I mean, there's there's some high big time recruiting going on up yes, that way. Sir. Don't don't get it don't get it oh, twisted. But it's all over. But they ain't. They're not posting it on social media like that guy is. That's, <laughs> to me, that's next level. Like That is impressive. And that is very um, – again, they must don't have a UIL, and it must be some kind of rules that we don't have here in Texas. But if that's in Texas, you already know that kid's getting denied by the UIL quickly. And the other thing is he knows he's going Division One. Whether he plays next year or not changes nothing. Correct. He's already. I'm going to Arkansas. Yeah. I'm going to Fayetteville. I'm not going to get hurt next year if yeah. they don't let me play. It's I'm true. not going to get hurt. That's true. I'll collect my nil money when I go up to Fayetteville. I'm good to go. And and in fact, he can collect it now. Well, part if, of, once he signs, he's he he's can collect it now. Well, part of he's excited too because that's going to probably bring in more kids to transfer to him if that kid is that good. Yeah. It might have more kids at my moment. I'm sure Coach Outlaw is less excited because <laughs> yeah. Barbie just added another, you know. <laughs> and he's down in the corner here. Where he's not in that area where he can probably pull in some of those. He can pull in I, some of the little I wouldn't too. think. Yeah, no, I, I would think he's probably. <laughs> yeah, you, you already know Parkview at, sits in such a great position. They're in, they're in an outstanding yeah. place to be able to get these kind of kids to come to your school if they're not already there. You're in the middle of the state, and they've got a program that's humming along right now. Man, we were in a tournament with those guys in basketball, and Scotty Thurman walks in, and I'm I'm like, I'm like almost like a little 15-year-old kid. Like, what's oh, Scotty Thurman? That's Scotty Thurman. I'm going to go speak to him. And my kids look at me like, what are you Oop. talking about, Coach? I'm like, ah, oh, dog it. Yeah, I grew up watching him. He's, right. like, he's like a big deal. Right. Oh, okay, whatever, Coach. And they just walk off, and I'm like, whatever. Hey, Scotty Thurman, how's it going? You ever ask anybody for an autograph? I do not. No, I don't do that. I I had I um I had a real bad experience Did when you? I was uh, thirteen years old at the Cowboys uh, training camp, and so yeah. I never I never asked for uh, autographs ever who, again. Who's the guy that who snubbed me? Yeah, who's a oh, jerk? Oh, Emmett Smith was a Emmett. Oh Smith. gosh, she was the worst. It was funny because on Twitter I saw it was alone. It was like it was it was a trending thing about two years ago about people being mistreated by Emmett Smith as right. fans and. All the stories were just like, yep, there you go. There you go. At the barbershop. Nope. It was like, that's, wow. yeah, I got hammered by, matter of fact, it's funny, I got hammered by Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Troy Eggman, uh, Moose Johnson, all of them. The weird thing was, it's a little short guy. I don't know if we got time. It was, a, it was a little short guy that he was like, he was really nice. He was a little coach and he was talking to me. This was, he signed my football. Right. We're having a good conversation. Yeah. I hope you guys are having a good time. He tells me my friend, and I'm like, okay, whoever that guy is. And he, and he leaves. And this was so. This was the summer of 1996. Okay. Yeah. So I come home four years later, and I was going to my senior year, and I look on TV, and I was like, "What's wrong?" She, that's guy was in, is you know announcing a new head coach. And I'm like, "That's the guy who signed my football, Dave Campo. What? That's who sat and talked to me nice. for like 20 minutes. Super nice guy. He's and a little he, short guy, but he was really really nice. Is it really hard to be nice? No, it, it's really not. It's weird because like I met Bob Knight. Right. The way he was like super nice. He's huge, by the way, but right. super nice. But yeah, Emmett Smith. Oh man, complete, 
No. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, there you go. So from there on out, I never asked no for autographs. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, no. It's never been my thing. Yeah. I've never asked anybody for an autograph. 13 years old. Glad I learned yeah. when I was young. No, just, I, just, I just never really saw it. Yeah, my human. kids have given me jerseys that have been signed by Correct. But, but I've never asked yeah, another grown man for an autograph. Just can't do it. And I don't, I don't let my son do it either. Nah. We, we see people all the time. Um, and it's like, hey, just speak and keep going. Right. So, that's that's it. it. That's it. We're going to take a break. 15 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan on the fan 1079 and on ESPN 1059. Bush Guide, cold and smooth survival skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal, on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Visit FastSigns.com. Since 1966, Robbins Toyota has served the Texarkana area with integrity, honesty, and loyalty. These characteristics define the Robbins Toyota experience, quality started by Eddie Robbins 57 years ago that continue to this very day with daughter Susan Robbins. Before your next new or pre-owned auto pickup or SUV purchase, check out the complete inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles at RobbinsToyota.com or visit the dealership at 6233 Mall Drive, Nash. With an eye on issues in the Arklatex, this is Community Matters. CASA, or court-appointed special advocates, train and empower community volunteers to be the voice for abused and neglected children in the welfare system. And locally, CASA serves eight counties in Northeast Texas and Southwest Arkansas. Volunteers come from all walks of life. No degree in social work or even a legal background is needed. Just a commitment to make each child a priority. To learn more or volunteer, click casatexarkana.org. Texarkana Media Center cares about the community. 100%. Texarkana. In this community, they call the fire department when the days go bad. They don't know what to do. There'll be a family member and will come up and give me a hug or shake my hand and say, hey, you took care of my dad X number of years ago. And they just wanted to say thank you and how much it meant to them. Things like that just keep me going. I'm ready to come back and do it again. I try to take pride in, in, in every single thing that I do. When I'm needed in the community, I don't want them to ever think that I could have done more. And that's the beauty of volunteers. There's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? This wedding is lit. I thought you were coming. Ooh, I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? You didn't get a flu shot? Uh, <clears throat> I wish I did. I can't believe I'm missing out on Greg's wedding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd surf. Grandma's about to what? <coughs> what? Man, I'll call you back. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> Sounds like another case of flu FOMO. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. It keeps you protected and also protects your loved ones. Protecting our community can't wait. So why get stuck inside with the flu? Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. What's going on in the Twin Cities? It's the fans. 
A cancer benefit for David Farron will be Sunday, January 7th from 11 to 5 at Hopkins Ice House, 301 East 3rd, Texarkana, Arkansas, with a silent auction and music by Zach Cohen Acoustic, Haley Wright, Jay Kurgis, Alan Fleming, Jackson James, and Dakota Ragsdale. All donations will be greatly appreciated. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan, brought to you by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. All right, we started this program today, our second segment, talking a little bit about uh, how awesome it was that Liberty Ilo locked down their superintendent and uh, made him the permanent guy. Well, it didn't take long. I told you a half hour ago, I would expect it to be a pretty quick turnaround once they get going. Well, they got going. And Liberty Ilo's folks have uh, just uh, announced through a text message I got that they have a new athletic director and new head football coach. And for folks who know their football, they're going to be familiar. It's a familiar name. It's not a name in town, but it's a name in the area who's been uh, pretty darn successful. Brad Willard, who was the head coach at uh, Mount Vernon mm-hmm. in the uh, years after Art Bryles came and went, um, who had moved down to, I think, Tyler Legacy. Well, yes. He had been down there as Correct. the OC, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, apparently been uh, offered and accepted the job at Liberty Ilo as the athletic director and head football coach. So there you go. You got a guy who's offensive-minded, yes, who is successful, who has been at the 3A level at Mount Vernon and been uber successful, who's been now up at the what, 5A, 6A at uh, 6A, Legacy 6A. And, and been an OC there. Uh, questions ultimately are going to surround, and those will be answered in the coming days and weeks, about how many guys does he bring with him. Correct. And, uh, uh, you know, what getting your feet on the ground and getting going. Yeah, I, I actually got to watch them play last year. Uh, my, my good buddy Blake Worley is defense coordinator at Winsboro, and, and I watched that game, Winsboro and Mount Vernon. Uh, it's one of most exciting games I probably saw last year. And um, they were a very high-octane offense. Got up and down. You know, they lined up quickly. Uh, they had a really good running back at the time, really good running back. He was uh, – they did a lot of wildcat with him because their quarterback got hurt. So they made some good adjustments. I watched in that, um, during game when they lost their quarterback and they were they were running some good stuff. So, I mean, with the guys that LA, the kids LE have, that would be uh, pretty good to watch that at fast tempo, especially if you uh, if they got a quarterback who can spin the football. Man, they're going to be really fun to watch. Young guy, not terribly old. So, you know, we've worried about uh, are you going to have a guy who's lots of head coaching experience, yes. veteran guy who's, you know, this is not this is not a guy that's, you know, 70, 60, 50 years old. He's a younger guy, younger family, um, and I think that was an important thing. They've got a guy – I think he checks off a lot of boxes they were looking for. Yes, I mean, and obviously me, my, me personally being in the community for 10 years, this is, this is a really good community to move your family into – uh, especially a young family. I moved here when I was 30, and, 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 and my kids were, you know, at the time four and six. And so this is a good area to move to your family to. And um, I think he, obviously he'll love it there. And obviously he has some he has some ties on his staff, so he's probably got some good background checks on, on the school. He was asking some of his guys who were coaching with him who knew about the area. So that obviously helped as well, I'm pretty sure. Right. The information I, I heard today was that uh, the number that submitted applications was something in the – 60 70 range that's crazy because i had heard i don't know if it's true or not but i was told a couple years back they had like six or seven put in for it yeah so i I believe that 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 right there shows you the interest uh in the program and obviously them dropping down even treats more interest in the program and now again whoever comes in i mean he comes in now he's got his work cut out for him his his first thing is is, it's funny we were just talking about nil and all that stuff his first thing is is to retain his kids and keep those guys there once he can retain his kids, make sure they're not transferring out. You know, um, then they can start to build something there again. You know, next thing is is uh, next month you want to see where you fall at when the right? district and the region, and oh. make sure that thousand pound gorilla Malakoff is not in your region. We are what four weeks from today? Yes, the first of February they will uh, announce the realignment districts. So okay. that's a huge. Dis- I don't know that it will be bigger for anybody. That- Liberty Isle, obviously. Yes. Pleasant Grove worrying about where Carthage ends up is probably the second thing that's on the most important list for the realignment. Texas High is going to be where they are. I, Correct. There's not going to be any great changes. They'll be with Marshall and Hallsville mm-hmm. and those guys. Nothing's going to really 
change there. No. The smaller schools are going to be lumped together. The Correct. 3A Division twos, the Redwater Hooks, New Boston's, et cetera, they'll be together again. Liberty Isle is falling into this, and there aren't many Division One schools other than Atlanta close by. I'm assuming they're going to probably go with a Tatum-Jefferson type of thing like that. That's probably who they're going to end up being with, which that's a pretty tough You're not right kidding. This with just tough. those four, yeah. and we could stop yeah. with that. Not even mentioning if you end up seeing folks like Winsboro – or uh, uh, who am I thinking about uh, further that way? There's a, a couple of them in that direction, though, that potentially could yes. fall, depending if you I mean, go south or if you go Mount Vernon. East, Mount Vernon. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so those are the two that are going to matter, certainly for realignment. But we could see Ty Taylor and Brad Willard coaching against <laughs> each other, and and uh, uh, why not? Well, I hope for my friend Ty's sake, um, his first year, he does not have to tangle with Liberty Island the next two years. But, but again, Jefferson has a really good, really good freshman class. I say that, I say that because I do know um, the running back who is my family member, who is a really good player, and right. uh, he's walked into a really good program there. So he's got a yeah. good group coming up. So it, it's not like he's uh, scratching for talent down there in Jefferson, Texas. I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for him. That's what you're I'm <laughs> definitely not feeling sorry for him. <laughs> no, and, not at all. So it's always helpful to have some talent. He he does have that. So great news today. This is a doubleheader. Good news for Liberty Ilo as yes. we get the first week of January rolling on. Superintendent lockdown, athletic director, head football coach. Happy for my guy Jeff Wright. That's you're, a good guy. You're fast moving forward now. Like I said, we're three – Four weeks out from hearing where you're going to land once and for all for district for the next two years. But uh, if you're in leopard land, it's been a hard couple of years, with the exception of the great baseball season they had last year. It's been a hard couple of years. This may be the path to heading back to a, a good couple of years. Yeah, I, again, I, I remember when I first came here, it was like, man, you have to go through those guys. And, and, and you know, they start to lose some kids, and, and it happens. That happens. And so you hope they bounce back and – you know, and they could get a rivalry going too in the basketball side with like a hooks. You know, because obviously Coach Jackson, you know, has that thing going pretty good over there as well. And so you, you might get a button rivalry with that as well. And I'm glad you said that because for folks that don't pay attention to this, like like we end up having to, football and basketball districts aren't the same. No, it, it's divisioned out in football. So you're three A Division One if you're Liberty Ilo. Hooks, Redwater, New Boston will be three A Division Two. But there are no divisions for everything else. So academics, yes. one-act play, <laughs> band, basketball, baseball, volleyball, all will be 3A, which you can guarantee Hooks, Redwater, New Boston, Liberty Ilo, DCAB are all going to be Atlanta, maybe Queen City, are all going to be linked together. And you're going to get a ton of great games within about a 20-mile radius. Yeah, just, you know – Obviously, from a personal standpoint, don't tell me about the splits because I'm still frustrated because I lost a state championship. And uh, in my years at Pleasant Grove, if, if they would have had a split, I feel like we would have won two state championships in basketball. basketball. But, oh, yeah. You know, when they lump everybody in together in four, you got to run to those those mammoths in the Metroplex. And so that kind of takes away some things from you. But like I said, when I'm telling you right now, Hooks, what he got going on in basketball right now in the next few years, mm-hmm. man. And, and that's, that's pretty good. That'd be, that'd be really fun to see. And, I, and I'll tell you this right now, New Boston has one coming up. Hey. Better be on the lookout. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Better be on the lookout. What what grade? He's an eighth grader. Eighth grader. All uh, right. When I was at Palestine last year, his, his that young man was in Madisonville, Texas, and oh my, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. So, point is, we're gonna have some outstanding talent, talent in yes. the area at 3A, and and whether the basketball, I'm excuse me, whether the football conference or, or district rather takes us all over the place. Correct. The non-football district is going to be right Super in the local. neighborhood. Oh yeah, and that's you want that. I, it's I'm not a huge fan of splitting the the football into two. You don't get a true state champion. You get twelve of them. Correct. You don't get here's the six A, here's the five A. You've got to get six A Division One and four A Division. Yes. You don't get a true one champion. Wish you had one champion. You're going to get one champion in the other sports. You just don't get it in football. We're a football state, man. we got to make sure those football guys are happy. I think they get the trophies and medals in bulk <laughs> for football at UIL. Uh, anyway, we're, we got music playing. It's great seeing you. Hey, man, I'm happy to be back. I am back now. So All right. Go. Well, <laughs> hopefully we're going to line up a big-name guest for us for next Thursday. Trying to. We're going to work on one for next Thursday. Don't forget, uh, no show uh, tomorrow. 
because obviously we don't do one on Friday, but Monday, Kevin Carpenter and Ty Taylor. So we'll get a chance to uh, hear from him. And maybe he'll get some info for us on Liberty Isla's new guy as well. That's right. Since they may be rivals in the same district. We're done. We'll see you guys again. Get it on demand anytime on the fan1079.com. And catch the replay of today's Leading the Yard tomorrow morning at 7 right here on KCMC Texarkana, 1079 The Fan.